Welcome to the Movie Ticket Radio Podcast. Yes, that's our official name, and thank you for joining. I am your host, J.R. Russ, with... Your friendly co-host, John Records Landecker. Yes, career broadcasters, and he's Mr. Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. And, uh, of course, we have the Movie Ticket Radio radio station that you can go to at movieticketradio.com and hear the hits you hear in movies. And this here is a podcast where we're talking about the movies, and we're actually playing a few clips of music. Not the biggest hits, because you know what they sound like, but ones that are more obscure. So enjoy those musical interludes as we talk about the songs you hear in movies. And, John, what are we talking about today? Today. Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy. Oh yeah, 2004 movie, tons of hit music in it. You know, he had a voice that could make a Wolverine, what did he do? <laughs> uh, purr, that's it. And uh, suits that were so fine, they made Sinatra look like a hobo. <laughs> I love that. Uh, this, uh, this is from the trailer. There was a time when people believed everything they heard on TV. This was an age when only men were allowed to read the news. And one anchor man was more man than the rest. Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy? Damn it! Who typed a question mark on the teleprompter? <laughs> That's part of the intro that I read, and then the whole movie opens up with, there was a time when Anchorman ruled the world, and nobody ruled the world more, you know, than Ron Burgundy, and that's right when Treat Her Like a Lady starts. Ah. Yeah. Well, that's just from the trailer, so. Well, that sounds good anyway. It was good, and uh, that was, of course, Fred Willard <laughs> saying who put the question mark in there. Right, and I don't know if people nationally are that familiar with the voice that started the narration, but that is um, Bill Curtis, yep. who has been a longtime newscaster in Chicago, and um, it's pretty obvious why they got him, because he's got the voice for it. Oh, yeah. He's, he was on the CBS Early Morning News with Diane oh, yeah. Sawyer, and then WBBM, right. and then all these documentaries, American Justice, Cold Absol Case Files, absolutely. Investigative <laughs> Reports, Biography. That's and him. He was even in a 1997 episode of Saturday Night Live when Will Ferrell was working there. So that's how they met, I think. Probably. And, oh, as of 2018, he's the announcer and scorekeeper of the popular NPR podcast. Wait, wait, don't tell me. Yeah, he's been doing that for a while. Yep. So we're going to message them and say, hey, we plugged your podcast. Plug ours. Good idea. <laughs> yeah. You got to cross promote, you know, John? I believe that's what I've been told. Yeah. So, uh, running down the songs here, you mentioned Treat Her Like a Lady, written by Eddie Cornelius. Cornelius Brothers and Sister Rose performing that big hit. I like to refer to them as the Corny Bros and Rose. <laughs> Another big one, Grazing in the Grass. I can dig it, you can dig it, we can dig it, they can dig it, everybody dig it. We can all dig it. Harry Elston and Fliminon? Fliminon? I don't know. Uh, who? How? Who? H-O-U. Friends of Distinction, though, that's for sure. Um, who else had the, there was a cover of that one, a big cover. Oh, Hugh Masekela just did the instrumental. Yeah, an instrumental. Yeah. Right, an instrumental. And then Neil Diamond wrote and performed Cherry Cherry. 
Yeah. As Bill Withers wrote and performed, Use Me Till You Use Me Up. Right. You know, I mean, this movie soundtrack is loaded with the hits, and they just keep on coming. Yep. And then when Christina Applegate, as Veronica Corningstone, walks in, they slide into That Lady by the Isley Brothers. Yeah. Who's that lady? A lot of people think the name of the, t- the song is Who's That Lady? But it's not. No, it's just That Lady. Written by all the Isley, Ronald, Rudolph, O'Kelly, and Ernie, and Marvin. And then Chris Jasper got in there, too, to help out. Good for him. Yeah. And I can't recall at what part in the movie they played El Paso by Marty Robbins. but that's. I don't there. recall the exact moment, but I do recall hearing it. That was an early 60s hit. Oh, yeah. And a tender moment in the movie between the two with a song by David Gates and his group Bread. If a picture paints a thousand words, then why can't I paint you? Yeah. That's the opening line. I know. Great tune. (laughs) David Gates and Karen Carpenter were the two people that I could harmonize with when I was younger. No kidding. That was the range of my voice was right in that wimpy area. Uh... Deep Burgundy was written and performed by Mark Ellis. Well, it was lip-synced by Will Ferrell in the restaurant bar that he takes Veronica Corningstone to, not a date, but as, you know, co-workers. journalists, yeah. is his co-workers. And then he gets up to play the flute and jumps all over the table, and that's the song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In that nightclub, Ron plays the jazz flute in the style of Ian Anderson. Yes. And he blurts out, hey, Aqualung, at the end of the song. And he goes, on the flute. (laughs) Ironically, Aqualung does not feature a flute. It doesn't? No, the notable flute was in Thick as a Brick. Oh, man. Sometimes you just want to tear your hair out. But Will really did play it. Uh, Apparently, he played flute since elementary school. What do you know? He's a flautist. Indeed he is. Another great song in there, uh, very up-tempo and fun, Tom Jones. Oh, and I love that Tom Jones voice doing the song, Help Yourself. Help yourself. Okay, thank you, John. (laughs) I like the writers, Jack Fishman, Carlo Danida, and Mongo. (laughs) Good for him. (laughs) I wonder, that's not Mongo from Blazing Saddles, though. I think it's just Mongo. One hit not heard in it but heard in it was the starland vocal band song afternoon delight where the hit record wasn't played but the cast uh will ferrell paul rudd steve carell and david keckner sang it mm-hmm. and, and a very funny scene too by the yeah, way yeah very good and then uh, the jonathan edwards song sunshine go away today also heard mm-hmm. and i think i forgot to mention the synopsis of the movie uh, if, if you'd like to go right ahead Anchorman is about the invasion of the patriarchy by a woman, a, a individual who identifies as female on, into the all-male world of TV journalism. Yes. And it's very funny. And at this point, Fred Willard makes this announcement very early in the movie. I just got a call from Network, and the decision has been passed down to make Veronica our co-anchor. No! 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 Don't get me wrong. I love the ladies, the ladies. but they don't belong in the newsroom. It's Anchorman, anchor not, not a lady. lady. I don't know what we're yelling about. 
Steve Carell was so clueless. And, a, and apparently they didn't take it very well. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's some crazy stuff. And it yeah. was not a groovy situation for them, despite the song by Gene Chandler. Oh, you, yeah. And also, let's not forget Bread and Butter by the New Beats. Yeah. Larry Parks and Jay Turnbow wrote that one. Herman Davis, Russell Lewis, right in groovy situation. She likes bread and butter. He likes toast and jam. Caught her baby. No, wait a minute. That's not right. No. I'll have to go back and look. Yes. She was <laughs> looking at the, the orange marmalade. I, I don't know. Let's, let's move on. <laughs> and then, of course, a poignant portion where their romance fails. And she's gone by Hall and Oates, Daryl Hall and John Oates. From the album Abandoned Luncheonette. Yes, in mm -hmm. Westchester, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Have you ever seen it? I have not, but maybe I'll take the Hall & Oates tour. Neither have I. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I don't remember where this occurred in there, but the Avengers theme from the, the British TV show, performed by Snowboy, written by Laurie Johnson. That ba da 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 Okay, Google, play the Avengers TV theme. The Avengers by the Royal Philharmonic Concert Orchestra. Sure. Okay, Google, volume seven. Got another Wawa commercial. Gotta have a Wawa. There you go. Ah, that's not, not a good mix. But you get the idea. Yeah. Okay, Google, stop. The Avengers disco. <laughs> right. More hits. More, the hits keep coming. But, you know, we were almost winding this down. Blues Image had a pretty cool <laughs> song. Different song. Unique. Ride Captain Ride. Yeah. Frank Conti. Mike Panera wrote that one. And a huge one by Kansas. Carry on my wayward son. Carrie Livgren, a writer on that one. Then the traditional version of the Mexican hat dance. <laughs> throw something different in and this um film was actually pitched almost 20 times yeah. following successes of old school and elf and dreamworks had little faith doubting that will ferrell and adam mckay could pull it off a, a whole film based on news anchors but it ended up grossing 84 million and uh, mckay had so much extra footage he was able to make a second film out of it unbelievable and they, I, I like the the thing that they uh that trivia thing I found here that the Mexican restaurant that Veronica visits with the girls from the station is named is and I, I don't even know how to pronounce this Escompios en su alimento which in Spanish means I spit on your grave or something we like that. spit on your food <laughs> <laughs> well, that's even worse yes I spit on your food Will Ferrell's character Ron Burgundy was inspired by a Detroit TV veteran you know who you grew up in the Detroit Ann Arbor area. WDIV TV, that'll be your hint. Uh, gosh, I'm drawing a blank. Mort Krim. Oh, Mort Krim. Yeah. He, wor he worked in Chicago for a little bit, too. Yeah, and he was just a couple of years ago, there was a show on Comedy Central called Detroiters, and he was in that and was hilarious. Cool. He was still playing the news anchor on TV and just doing some crazy stuff. Very, very unbecoming of a news anchor, but it was pretty funny. <laughs> I always dug Will's dog. Baxter. Yeah. He's just such a cool dog. And I, 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 don't, I don't understand Spanish. You know? <laughs> and he's named Baxter. You know why? I do not. 
he's named after Ted Baxter from Mary oh, Tyler Moore. That's great. Yeah, very cool. And uh, let's see, one other, a couple other trivia. Oh, Amy Poehler was a co-star in the movie. And totally cut out of it. Yep, yep. It happens. Yeah. And uh, Will Ferrell also had a little news anchor experience. He had a degree in journalism or has a degree in journalism and actually worked at a local TV station before breaking into comedy. Wow. So crazy stuff. Oh, and, yep. and also the film was inspired by a biography show that Will Ferrell watched about Jessica Savage and how her male oh, yeah. co-workers confessed to being total chauvinist back in the day. Right. And also John C. Riley, who Will has done a bunch of movies with, like uh, uh, Talladega Nights, for example, was offered the role and turned it down because he was filming The Aviator and says he regrets that decision and got cast in a uh, cameo in the sequel. I don't know. The Aviator was a pretty major movie. Yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio, right? Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, he played a good part in that too, but um, I guess he just would have had more fun in that one. And this, I think, is what you should have is on your vehicle, uh, Ron Burgundy's license plate. I am, and the number sign or hashtag one. Oh, sure. Yeah. There's nothing I'd rather do. You don't need much <laughs> ego there, do you? No, 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 no. And the zoo scenes were a film that I didn't know there was an old Los Angeles zoo that closed in 1965. The buildings remaining are a tourist attraction in Griffith Park. Huh. Uh, the role of Veronica was auditioned by M Maggie Gyllenhaal. Mm. Somehow I can't, you know, but after you see in a movie, it's hard to imagine anybody else in the roles of yeah. a successful film. Yeah, it, it is. It is. Because yeah. they just become that character. Right. And uh, the title Anchorman Legend of Ron Burgundy appears to have been inspired by the 2001 documentary Porn Star, The Legend of Ron Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, we could go on and on and on, but let's not. So uh, let's uh, wrap this up. Okay. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of hits and um, a lot of fun. And you bet. We're just coming in uh, on a nice listenable time of about 15 minutes. So that's going to be good for our right. fans. Or I yes. should say fan. I'm sure there's one out there. Maybe. Yeah, we hope. And so remember, like and subscribe to the podcast. Mm -hmm. It's available everywhere. Check out MovieTicketRadio.com. You can hear the hits from the movies, and you can also just link right onto the podcast there. So just enjoy all of that fun. Also, check out that NPR podcast again. Wait, wait, don't tell me. Mm-hmm. With Bill Curtis. Oh, that's the name of it. Wait, wait, don't tell me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I thought I forgot there for a minute. Yeah, right. Yeah. So check that out, and we appreciate that. And what do you think we should do next time? Well, probably moving right along to Anchorman 2, I would imagine. Yeah, I think that's another hit-packed movie. So we'll do it, and hopefully you'll be here too. So I'm J.R. Russ. I'm John Landecker. Stay classy, podcast people. <laughs> <laughs> Movie Ticket Radio.